Hello there, it's Elizabeth Kelsey Bradley, and you're listening to episode two of Freedom and Ease, the podcast for holistic, creative women that want to savor their lives and have more freedom and ease in their business and home life. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects being, of course, blogging. Now, the reason I wanted to include this in um, as one of our podcast episodes is because many of you listening may be bloggers or considering to blog. And perhaps if you've been blogging for some time or a few months or right away, you find it confusing. Um, especially if you, for example, want to blog and make an income from your blog. Um, it's taken me, it took me like over four, four or five years to actually really begin to get a grasp on um, the different elements that go into making a blog successful um, or profitable and um, also how to connect with the right people, that the right readers who are going to really uh, gravitate towards your site and understand your message and just help form a community around your blog. So I think blogging is extremely powerful and I, I also think social media is as well. Both, like I said, can be confusing. And that's why in Freedom and Ease, you know, we're trying to make things easier and more liberating. I want to delve into the ways that I think blogging can be simplified, as well as tell you a little bit about my own journey and why I am a blogger. So basically, I started my first blog, which I don't really write on anymore, called Sadve Family, back when we had just followed an international job lead uh, and moved from Italy to Thailand. And guess what happened? The job lead fell through. Um, And even though we were thrilled to be back in Thailand, and you know, my husband really loves Asia, and I do too. um, This was absolutely like a really huge crisis, because it was like, wow, you know, we thought this was going to go through, but our friend uh, ended up becoming ill and left the country, even though his whole business was based here. Um, So it was like an emergency situation, um, where we, we needed to find something to do um, and fast to make an income. And basically I had uh, through, uh, uh, I think the internet found um, someone who I'd connected well with and and chatted with often who um, was a blogger and was making a good living from his blog. And so he suggested to us, you know, create a blog. Um, You know, thinking back on this, I think that, you know, this was probably not the best advice because First of all, blogging, as you probably know, can take quite a long time to make an income if you're not offering um, services and products, and we're going to go into that later on. Um, And he was, you know, doing quite well with his blog, but he was actually in an MLM company. And I'm not, you know, a huge fan of MLMs. I I do sell essential oils passively on my site, but, you know, I, I didn't want to really work with him, but I took his advice and started a blog. And I started a blog around traveling because that was a topic that I was very familiar with. We've lived in many countries. Um, I'm a grown-up third culture kid, you know, a dual citizen, etc. And we had just moved from Korea to Italy to Thailand. So it was, you know, a topic that obviously I knew a lot about. But unfortunately, what I did was I started connecting with family bloggers who were family travel bloggers. And I started to kind of feel that I had to write about specifically family travel. And that's not a topic, to be honest with you, that I feel passionate about as far as writing about. You know, I mean, like, I'm not somebody who reviews Disneyland or who's into, um, you know, how family-friendly is this restaurant. 
I mean, granted, those are things that, you know, can interest me when I'm going somewhere, but it's not something I want to write about. I like to actually write about culinary travel and uh, different aspects of travel other than specifically family travel. But I felt like I had to write about that because here we were, a family that was traveling. So I started writing about that. And uh, meanwhile, my husband um, actually ended up returning uh, to work as a teacher because he had been teaching English previously. And so that worked out, but it was a very stressful time in our life, our lives. And I started to immerse, my, immerse myself as much as possible in social media because back then in 2009 or 2010, you know, uh, bloggers were really obsessed with SEO and ranking in Google and using social media to increase their traffic. And so I tried my best to, to study as much as I could about each platform, and I ended up, this is kind of one of the reasons I ended up becoming a social media strategist, is that I ended up having success with doing this. Um, and not necessarily with getting traffic, but, um, you know, helping spread the, your, the word about your brand and your message and connect with influencers, etc. So, you know, it was a long journey. I ended up actually making money from that blog uh, because back then I had invested in an SEO company uh, for a very reasonable price to help me rank better in Google. And so I was working with travel companies um, like Virgin Airlines and just a couple different, actually quite a few different companies um, where I would create content for them where it would be, there would be a link back to their site. This would help them rank better in Google. And I was paid, you know, up to 200 to $250 per post, but that sounds awesome, right? But the thing is, is that I would depend upon referrals. People would have to refer these companies to me or refer these, me to these companies, and that was extremely challenging to get other travel bloggers to open up about who, uh, you know, I could work with and who could offer me sponsored post opportunities. So they ended up dwindling and it was not a reliable source of income. You know, I could go for months without getting any and then get $1,000 from posts the next month. And most of the time it was much less than $1,000. So this was obviously not the correct way for me to, to help, um, make a living uh, and or to make you know an income and and help our family out but I've always been a writer um, you know this is something I've done for years and I'm passionate about photography and I've studied both subjects uh, you know in school well actually photography I didn't study in school sorry I, I but I did take you know a, a huge interest in photography from a young age so you know I, I knew that this was these were two things that I really wanted to do but I wasn't sure, again, how to make an income at home, from home. What I did was I ended up not blogging on Suffolk Family anymore, and I created what is now SaveringSimplicity.com. And that was a step in the right direction because I felt so much better about having this different brand, which at the time was called the Bradleys, and it was just about us. And I was writing about things I'm passionate about, such as holistic living, travel, homeschooling, and um, creativity. And I, you know, I just, I was, I felt so much better about my blog. And this is lesson number one. It is really important that when you're creating a blog, you are picking a topic um, that you're passionate about. And two, that you ha create a brand that not only are you passionate about, which is very important and the most important step, but that other people can connect with. I think that people weren't really gelling with my message at Sadvik Family because I wasn't, I was writing about many topics and I wasn't passionate about family travel. And it just, something about the overall brand, 
I can't really put my finger on it, just didn't, you know, ignite a fire within me to make me want to really create and be an artist and express myself. But I, I ended up, this is the funny story, Sophic Family is on self-hosted WordPress, and that's what everybody will tell you is the best place to be at, and I agree with that. But I had noticed that a lot of bloggers I really gelled with were using Blogger. And I liked Google Friend Connect, so I made what some consider a really bad decision to put my blog, my new blog, on Blogger, which was then blogspot.com. I don't regret this decision at all, and that's why I frequently tell people, you know what, if you don't want to go to self-hosted WordPress, and believe me, I have many sites on self-hosted WordPress, and I work with um, clients who all use self-hosted WordPress, but I think, you know, just do what's right for you. Now that Google Friend Connect really isn't as big, you know, I'm, I'm now probably going to transition back to WordPress.org and use Bluehost, um, which is what I use for other websites that I have or that I use or that I create with my husband. But do what's right for you. The key, again, is to create a blog um, that really, again, resonates with you, that you can feel passionate about writing on frequently. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be every day. It could be twice a month. You know, it could be once a week. But it just needs to make you, it needs to bring out the best in you and the best in your creativity and the best in, the best ideas need to be generated, you know, from you. And so you need to feel really happy with the way your blog looks and what you call it and the overall message that you're talking about. And the second advice that I want to bring up and also explain about my story and how I ended up, uh, you know, making living online is that you need to find a way to monetize your blog. Uh, you kind of basically need to become a blogpreneur. Instead of just looking at it as a blogger that makes money from ads or sponsored posts, which are nice when they come about if they match your brand and you're being compensated sufficiently for them, you need to consider um, offering something else such as a product or a service. You know, affiliate sales can be, you know, affiliate ads and, and whatnot can be fine for some people. And if you've got a really targeted blog, go for it. But I have not had huge success with affiliate marketing with regards to putting at links on your site to products or services you really love and promote and that you get a commission from. They're not yours. They're somebody else's and you're promoting them and getting basically a referral commission. Some people do really well with these. Most people do not. So, you know, if it works, then, you know, try it in some posts when relevant, putting a link to a, an affiliate product. But, um, you know, sit and think about how you can create products or services that really gel with your readers um, or that you can use your blog to help connect with companies if you're going to actually try to work with companies over um, person to person. So... Anyway, my story is I ended up doing freelance writing. Long story short, I was hired by one company, a t-shirt company, to be their blogger, and it paid about $400 a month, and they were a lovely company. But um, it didn't end up working out, and then I ended up, um, there was kind of like different topics. There was kind of a mixed message about what I should write about, um, because it was actually a Christian company, and both owners had different views on what kind of needed to be written and created, and so I ended up, it, it ended up not working out, but I love both of them. They're wonderful people. So I ended up using LinkedIn, actually, to connect with companies that hired me to write um, as a freelance writer. The pay was not wonderful, but that was because 
Um, I, you know, I, again, was not sure how to market myself, not sure exactly how to position myself, um, and not sure exactly how much to charge. But at the end of the day, I was very proud to be making some money, at least, from the sponsored posts that I mentioned, as well as from my freelance writing. I then ended up finally, after years of doing this for free, um, doing social media consulting for companies uh, from the tech industry to the travel industry and now to holistic uh, entrepreneurs and small businesses that are creative and you know uh, holistic in nature. This was probably the best decision I have made, period. Because even though now I'm not only just doing that, I'm also doing um, coaching and uh, life and blog coaching here on uh, SaveringSimplicity.com. But basically, this allowed me to use what I was already very well educated in um, to create a service that would help companies who were really confused about doing a social media strategy and how to best connect with ideal customers and whatnot. And I understood this very, very well, what they were struggling with. And after some time doing that, um, I basically enrolled in B-School and created a site I went even more niche or more specific, decided that I loved holistic entrepreneurs so much, yoga teachers, health coaches, holistic life coaches, etc., that I wanted to work almost exclusively with them. And so I created thrivinghealer.net, which is the site that I still offer, uh, social media consulting and content marketing strategy. But it's because I understood holistic entrepreneurs so well, this was just a natural transition for me, and that was the best decision I made, period, because it helped me really connect well with the people that best needed my services and that were feeling confused and weighed down, and, you know, I could help them. I could genuinely help them because I've done so much training, and it saves them time, and they're busy anyway doing all the other aspects of their blog. Um, but then, because I had done, this, this actually doesn't include what I had done on Savoring Simplicity, because basically I had not monetized Savoring Simplicity yet. Um, I, you know, I was still doing freelance writing and occasionally taking ads on Savoring Simplicity. But, you know, I had done training um, as a life coach um, at the Apothecary Circle, which was a wonderful um, program for holistic uh, women who want to learn about herbalism and life coaching and wellness. And I had studied there as well as um, I studied culinary nutrition at the Academy, Academy of Culinary Nutrition. And um, I've also actually done training in Ayurveda in India. So initially, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to use all this training um, just to create posts and, and whatnot because I'd already done it, you know, so it wasn't like I was investing new money um, and going off on a different tangent. I had already done this training before I started this blog or before I had progressed, basically. So I decided, finally, and this took me a lot of effort, to offer um, coaching services, life coaching and um, blog coaching now on savingsimplicity.com. So again, I think if you're an entrepreneur like me, or a blogger, excuse me, like me, and you want to offer services on your blog or something, but you've got this phobia of selling to your audience, like, oh my gosh, I just can't do it. You know, I don't want them to feel like I'm sleazy or salesy or whatever. That was the exact same feeling I had, because even though I was very confident in creating um, thrivinghealer.net, because I really knew I could help people and I could make a good living from it, um, at the same time... Uh, I didn't exactly know. Many bloggers, when they're starting out, are not sure exactly what to offer as far as services are concerned. 
Um, I think that if you make a list of all the training you've done, plus, uh, or just studied, you know, remember that you don't have to be like the best expert in the world to offer services, um, you know, in, in whatever topic you desire. You just need to be able to help someone else. And perhaps it's your story that makes you unique. Um, you know, for example, a lot of people, if they want to help people as a life coach, are concerned if they haven't had life coaching certification. And while certification can be good, you know, it can help you in your training, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best coach on the, on the planet because training for life coaches is kind of limited right now. There are different styles um, and different types, but it doesn't mean you have to actually be certified um, to, to be able to help somebody else in whatever area you are most passionate about and have experience in. Um, I actually did my holistic life coaching um, at, like I said, the uh, apothecary circle, and I do have a certification in that. But I also decided that I wanted to study um, divine living coaching at uh, Gina DeVee's The Academy Online. I didn't get the certification, though. I chose to actually just do the program because it was without the certification because it was open at the time. And... Um, it was more affordable, and the Academy Online had closed. Actually, sorry, I meant um, the not the Academy Online had closed, but the Academy um, Certification Program had closed for the time being and wasn't open for enrollment yet. Ultimately, I'm really happy that I did enroll in the Academy Online because I didn't get the certification, and that's kind of the moral of the story, um, because it allowed me to actually have more time to complete the modules since I didn't have to have things finished by a certain due date, and I also have the same material as those who complete the certification. Um, so, you know, maybe in the future I will actually pay to do the additional certification, but I've still had the same uh, modules and training that someone who has done that has. So honestly, this is really, um, you know, if you're questioning what services to offer, if you're thinking about being a coach, if you already are a coach, but it, you're holding yourself back from marketing, um, because, you know, you don't have a certification or a degree, uh, you know, please don't let that be what holds you back, okay? Don't let it hold you back. Ultimately, it's uh, getting, you know, experience is really important, and we're all beginners at some point, even if you've had certification. You know, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know if I should do this because I haven't had a ton of experience, you know, just start where, where you're at. If you're not um, considering coaching, there's a, a lot of other things you could do, such as offering virtual assistant services on your blog or offering proofreading, editing, and, and so many other things. If you're a photographer, you can start marketing your photography services to your readers. So honestly, that is probably the third suggestion I have is to start considering offering services on your blog because that will really help you make an income faster, and it's, I think it's just an awesome thing to do. Um, Another suggestion would be to um, consider creating an ebook or an e-product of some kind. Now, perhaps you know you've noticed that there are a lot of ebooks out there. There are a lot of info products out there. But as we taught in um, InfoBOMO, which was a course I uh, collaborated in teaching with um, some lovely ladies, including Regina um, from ByRegina.com, is that you know. Focus on making your ebook or e info product different from others. You know, make sure that quality is uh, is a focus and that people are getting um, something out of it that's very specific. Um, 
and also price it according to the amount of value you put it in and that feels right for you. A lot of people, whether they're offering a coaching service or a consulting service or whatever, or even a product, um, tend to kind of price lower and undervalue what they're creating. Conversely, on the rare occasion, you can find someone who's overpricing um, and it's just their, the book or the product or service is not matching that. But that is rare, to be honest with you, okay? That is rare. So I wouldn't let that hold you back from pricing adequately for whatever you're offering, okay? Um, and now that we're talking about pricing, coaches um, who are struggling to make a living should um, investigate Jessica Nazrali as well as, of course, Gina DeVee because... Um, and Holistic MBA, because all three of them talk a lot about um, packaging your services and offering premium uh, packages. That's something to investigate if you're wondering how to make a consistent income as a coach. But back to info products, um, you know, that's a great way to make a living. But here's the deal. Whether you're offering services or uh, creating products, the key is to make sure you know your readers. And if you don't have any readers, that's fine. What you need to do is um, create an ideal reader profile, which is uh, basically when you get very specific on the type of person that you're writing for. For example, I write for creative holistic women that value um, you know, having more freedom in their lives, that value doing something other than a nine to five, that value spending time with their family and loved ones, that enjoy traveling, and my ideal reader very specifically is someone who is in their mid-twenties, um, perhaps 26, 27, um, and is based in Australia, and is a life coach or health coach, and that again strives to bring balance to her family and to herself and to have a holistic home and flourishing blog and um, coaching service. So uh, your ideal reader profile may change over time. My ideal reader or ideal client for Thriving Healer is totally different. Um, that's someone that I've, cre you know, that I've created that lives in Canada, that has a um, very successful and established business as a holistic entrepreneur, whereas savoring simplicity is different um, in, in what I've been writing about and also in the services I offer. So the best place you can find an ideal reader profile that you can fill out so you can start brainstorming and getting specific um, on what types of blog posts you're going to do and, and when you're going to create your editorial calendar and what's it going to be about and how, how often you're going to post. I recommend Regina's from byregina.com. If you Google ideal reader profile, you'll find her um, post on that and includes free worksheets. I also think that one of the best parts of Marie Forleo's B-School is actually Module 1, which goes into your ideal client, which is also your ideal reader, um, essentially, if you're blogging. This is, that is by far the best one I've ever completed. It's very in-depth, and it gets your imagination brewing, and it will help you make your, your blogging calendar uh, really consistent and very focused. Um, also, you can um, Content Brew is another program that helps you get focused on what to write about as well as who you're writing for. So those are all things to focus on. Just remember that when you're blogging, okay, you can make mistakes. You, you don't have to post the same day every week as some people will tell you to. 
Um, Regina's a great example for that. You know, when she posts, she focuses on quality over quantity. She knows her ideal client and ideal reader very well. She knows what we struggle with. I am her ideal client in, in many ways. You know, she knows what we're going through. And um, therefore, people like me absolutely love what she does. And I bring her up like every chance I can because I've gotten so much from her site. She's a friend of mine. I respect her. She's inspired me. Uh, she's helped me keep going. She's helped me in more ways than I can even go into. And that's why I am devoted to helping promote her business and her blog. So let's say, for example, that you are a craft blogger. Because in Blogging Boost, my free Facebook group for bloggers, we just had a couple people post and um, they said they were craft bloggers, um, you know, doing a lot of DIY and stuff like that. Perhaps you can consider, um, you know, first go really in depth with your ideal reader profile. Are you writing for someone who's totally new to crafting and DIY or is the person you're writing for experienced and they just want more projects? Because what you write about is going to be completely different for both of those um, you know, ideal readers. One is totally new, like me, can't do it very well and struggles with it. The other loves doing it and loves a challenge probably, right? Then as far as how you could monetize, think about how you can help your ideal reader. Do they need a book? Do they need a video tutorial? You know, do they need consulting? And yes, there are people who coach, um, you know, DIY uh, related topics. So really think about brainstorm your ideal reader how you can help them and how they can become your ideal client. So how they can move from being a reader to a client. Now, at the end of the day, not all your readers are going to become clients, and that's great. It's fine. Yes, I'm saying it's great. Why am I saying that? Because even though they might not purchase from you, they're still going to love your blog, and they might promote you to their friends, and they're going to have your back. In fact, Jeff Goins talks a lot about this in Tribe Writers, how you're going to have some people who are going to be your like mentors, and Jeff, for example, is one of my mentors. And you're going to find and connect with people through your blog that are going to become customers. And you're going to connect with people through your blog um, that are just going to become your top supporters. You know, that might not be purchasing from you but are supporting you in many different ways. Through positive comments, through promoting your services, through promoting your products, etc. So, you know, everybody's welcome. That's the kind of attitude I have. As long as they're not a troll, as long as they're not, um, you know, a spammer, everybody's welcome. And, uh, you know, of course I write for a very certain type of person, so my message is not going to uh, resonate with everyone. Um, you know, I'm into holistic remedies and, and wellness. That's not going to resonate with some people who prefer uh, conventional treatments or conventional living. I'm very outside of the box. I'm a rebel. I'm kind of wild in how I live my life. You know, I'm a solopreneur. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So, you know, maybe my site is not the best for somebody who doesn't value those things, but that's fine. They're welcome anyway, because maybe they're new to it and considering it. So at the end of the day, if you want to simplify blogging, and if you want to really gain momentum, of course, I offer blog coaching on SaveringSimplicity.com. Um, I have a three-month intensive if that's something that interests you and you are looking to um, offer services on your blog. But also, take notes of the tips that I've talked about here, and I'm actually going to recap right now. First of all, I would actually join a support group of some kind. Um, I have a free group that I mentioned called Blogging Boost, which... Um, 
has bloggers from all around the world, amazing people, um, all different levels. Um, and every Monday we have promo day where you can come promote your blog posts. The other days are just open for connecting, sharing, and asking questions. So that's a group you might consider joining. Um, you can also try to find blogger meetups locally by going to meetup.com, seeing if you can find some. Um, so having that support system so you can ask questions and connect with others is important. Second, again, branding is huge. Okay, how your site looks, your site name, you know, it's important. You do not have to spend a ton of money on it, okay? You do not have to do that. You can get a great free theme or you can buy an inexpensive theme or if you want, you can invest right away in, you know, a professional design. It is completely up to you, but no matter what, the effect needs to be the same which is that it's, it will resonate with your ideal reader and that you'll feel passionate about it. Remember my story about Sattvic family. You know, I, it never really totally resonated with me. I just felt I had to write about that topic. I got burnt out. I didn't feel like doing it anymore. And when I transitioned to what is now Savoring Simplicity, I felt much better. I felt confident. I felt inspired. I started attracting readers who were wonderful people. I started taking ads on other blogs that resonated with me and that brought in more ideal readers and ideal clients. I held off on monetizing, as I said. You don't have to do that. You know, begin offering services or products that will aid your ideal reader, that will help them on the journey. Don't be afraid to charge money for your services and products. You can absolutely offer things for free, and that's wonderful. Uh, Regina is a great example of... Uh, someone who offers things for free, such as worksheets, free ebooks, etc., um, and also offers extra goodies for her newsletter. But that also makes a great six figure income from her blog by charging for additional uh, products and services. Um, remember that being consistent is important. You do not have to write every day, you don't have to write every week. But trying to be somewhat consistent with how often you write, as well as um, your general message, your copywriting, how you describe who you are and what you do needs to be consistent. Um, lastly, and I'm going to go more into this in a, in a future episode, social media can be really important, especially Pinterest. Because of that, it's good to have high-quality images for your blog posts and for your about page and other pages, etc. You can find free high-quality images on sites such as unsplash.com or death to stock but you can also take your own, and that's what I like to do. I like to do a mix between free stock photos, paid stock photos, and my own photos, depending on what my post is about. Consider using multimedia on your blog. Make your posts really, really valuable to your readers. Even if they're lifestyle posts about your travels, um, or you're you know, a fashion blogger and you want to write about um, your outfit, again, make it really helpful. Great quality photos suggestions as to alternatives for readers who are on a different budget than perhaps the outfit you're wearing, etc. Make it really valuable and again have good branding. So that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this and it'll help you um, on your blogging journey. Remember it doesn't have to be that complicated. I promise you if you take the steps I mentioned today you're going to notice a big difference and it's going to take you a lot less time to both connect with your ideal readers as well as to make a business and transition from a blogger to a blogpreneur. See you next week where we're going to be talking about other subjects pertaining to savoring your life and having more freedom and ease.
Again, this is Elizabeth from SavoringSimplicity.com, and I look forward to talking to you then.